Welcome back. You are listening to That One Sports Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Mitch Wilson. He is Chris Hell. Man, we got a good show for you today. My guy, Chris. What do we got today, man? All right, baby. After taking a one-week sabbatical, we're coming back strong. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals. We're going to also talk a little bit about Zion Williamson and all his personal social media trash he's got going around we're going to talk about athletes in general and the effect social media has on them we're going to talk about a little bit of nfl baby it's getting close nfl is getting close it is going to be the hottest takes that we have as the season starts to come on everyone knows we're big nfl fans so we're going to talk a little bit about that today we're going to close out the show with kind of a quiz for you I'm going to ask you a question, an overall sports question, and we're going to see how well you can rank these sports. So, my man, NBA Finals, everybody on this podcast that listens, all our viewers and listeners, know you love some jokage. So, I'm going to actually phrase the question, not just NBA Finals, because the Finals was kind of a dud, right? There wasn't really a lot of highs and lows. So, let's Mm -hmm. talk about the star... Okay. My question to you is with him getting the hardware, where does Joker rank amongst all-time sinners? I tell you what, Christopher, man, this year and especially this playoff run, I have absolutely fell in love with Jokic because of the player that he is. But also because the player he is without the ball in his hands. He's he's the type of guy that he just he's great, but what makes him even greater and what makes him elite is he makes the guys around him better. And I'll tell you what, so now you have a guy that has back to back MVPs. Should have been back to back to back MVPs, but I'm not gonna get into that. And now he has a NBA championship. I will say this, off the top of the dome, when I think of centers, the first ones that come to my mind are Shaq, Hakeem, Wilt, and probably Bill Russell. Off the top. So in my opinion, I don't care. This is my opinion. So I'm going to say that he is top five. I, I would put him at five right now because... He's just absolutely, you can make an argument that he's the best player in the league right now, period. Because what he does, he's the type of guy that's going to go get you 30, but he's also the guy that's going to have 10 assists and possibly 20 rebounds. The thing I love about Joker and his game is he's the type of guy who when the game starts out, he fills the game and he lets the game come to him. And so is it, oh, hey. Agreed. Agreed. yeah, so do do I need to go get 30 tonight? Or maybe I do need to get 30 tonight, but I need to get Michael Porter Jr. I need to get these guys involved early so then they can get going. And then, you know, I'm going to put up, you know, 18 of my 30 in the second half. He is arguably, in my opinion, probably the best passing center I have ever seen, period. You know, the way he just drops dimes to those guys cutting to the basket. And to be able also to shoot the three at the clip that he does – he is just an absolute stud. But I will say, though, I will say, though, this about Jokic. Love the guy. But dude can barely jump over a dollar bill. But that's okay. That's okay because that's not his game. His game, I think, is very 
to put it simplistic, I think his game is very old school, but it works because of the team that they have around him and the the skill set that his teammates possess. Do you know why it works? There's an old saying that skill will always work in any era. It just will. If you're skilled, yeah. now there might be some physicality that you lack and a team might be able to, you know, like a Steph Curry, where maybe in the 80s because it was kind of goon basketball, he may not have been able to get his shot off. But people act like Joker's little. It's like you're not going to go bully the Joker. He may not be what, you know, some of these old tough centers were, but it's not like you're going to go push him around either. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. I'll also say this. Don't get me wrong. I love Joker, which I will say this. I have loved this season so much with Denver. Um, Me personally, I have never had a, like, true – like NBA team because you know of where we live we've never had an NBA team. I'm seriously considering making the Denver Nuggets my NBA team. If you like a team from Denver, you need to leave Kansas City. <laughs> okay, I, I do understand. If I do understand Nuggets, that. <laughs> there is nothing I cannot stand the Denver Broncos. I don't even like anything about it. You know, I'm traveling to Utah next fall and I refused even to stay in that city. Right. <laughs> when I'm driving uh, through, I won't even stay. Right. So they nuggets. Good job. I don't hate you, but nope, they're not right. going to be my team. I cannot even stomach the word Denver. I can't even eat a Denver omelet. I'll puke. Right. right. <laughs> can't even take a Denver. Yeah. I hate the Broncos. Right. I, I, but- Broncos and the Raiders oh, to me are just like I can't I can't even do it. Agree, I agree. But I will say one thing I do want to mention. I know we're talking about Joker, but also I think someone that maybe has not been overlooked, but maybe has not got the the love that they should. Dude, that's Jamal Murray, bro. That yeah, dude but, was but, absolutely but not, sensational. He was, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time. I mean, I think his story is better than. And not that his game is bad, but – so this is my problem with, with with Denver, okay? I'm not taking anything away from her. This is why the finals goes to show you that in the NBA, you got to have stars. Anybody's going to watch the Super Bowl, right? It's one game. Yeah, there's some teams that might get more ratings than other, but they're all pretty close. The NBA has to have stars. Do you know that even though Denver was dominant, name one great team they went through to win. So, yeah, they beat the Lakers, and they beat LeBron, and they beat AD, but they were an eight seed. And then they beat – or a seven seed. Then they beat the eight seed in the finals. So it's not like they had murderers row to go through. And I'm not taking anything away, but But this is where I think people are prisoners of the moment. Joker is a stud. But in seven years from now, if he does not win another ring – what makes him different from Pal Gasol? So, oh, so, very true. oh, see, very so, true. C- come on now, I'm, I'm spitting flames tonight. <laughs> what makes Joker really other than he may have a higher point average than Pal Gasol? Now, Pal Gasol was not asked to do the things Joker did, but Pal Gasol was a decent three point shooter. He was a good rebounder. He could pass the ball. Very big skilled man, and granted. Kobe was one of the reasons why he won his rings and he needed to get that out of him. I would exactly. say definitely 
I, I would definitely say the Joker has a little bit more dog in him than Powell. But let's talk about your ranking because I just want to bring this up. So are you putting Joker ahead of Kareem? And just say yes or no. Oh, dang, no. Okay. No. Are, are you putting him ahead of Shaq? No. Okay. Are you putting him ahead of Wilt? No. You putting him ahead of Kareem? No. Nope. Or, uh, sorry, Hakeem. No. Hakeem Olajuwon, no. Okay, so he's probably six or seven. Oh, well, hold on. Oh, oh no, oh, no, okay. I'm not done. Are okay. you putting him ahead of Bill Russell? No. Are you putting him ahead of Moses Malone? No. Are you putting him ahead of Patrick Ewing? Yes. And are you putting him ahead of David Robinson, the Admiral? Oh! Oh! Don't Probably test not. my basketball gangster, but, Mitch. No, no, Don't no. My bad. To be honest, I there were a few of those names that I completely, completely forgot. Okay. So do I think he's top 10 winning a ring? Yes, I think he cracked it. But I still think everybody needs to simmer down. I've said this the whole playoffs. They need to simmer down and realize that Joker is a stud. He's an extremely skilled big man, right? He is. But he's also playing right now. And this is why I... I think the Nuggets could go on a run like like the Spurs. Now the only difference is the Spurs had legitimate superstar and and dynasty potential. But with the Nuggets, think about this. They might become the most boring dynasty ever. Cuz who do you really see coming out of the East or the West that's really going to contend with Denver in the next 4 years? Denver's got almost everybody locked up until like 2026. So who can you really see? Now, if Golden State goes gets Carl Anthony Towns, that may change something. That's a big man with a big man. They may not, he might not be able to contend with Joker, but at least they'll be a kind right. of wash, right? Right, and yeah, yeah, yeah. If the Celtics go out and get AD, which there's a rumor of that, that the Celtics could trade for Anthony Ooh. Davis. That's a change, but there has to be movement in the NBA. Right now, Bradley Bill doesn't move the needle, and that's why we chose not to start the show with him. He doesn't move the needle. He just added another offensive player to a team that needed defense. We know Booker and KD and Bill are going to get in their bag and score, but you got to be able to stop people too. Right, yeah, I agree. So think about that. The Nuggets might also just be the – recipient of a very weak NBA over the next three or four years. So they need to take advantage of that window because yeah. Joe is going into his prime. And you know what? I don't see, unless there's new movement in the NBA, I don't really see a team that I would definitively say is going to knock them off. And and I'll tell you what, speaking of the boringest dynasty ever, um, the first thing that came to my mind when, when you said that was the San Antonio Spurs. Oh yeah, dude. They were and just like they they were so fundamentally sound and so boring, but they just gashed you every single time. And I could see Denver being very similar to that with Jokic and Jamal and Michael Porter Jr. and KCP. Yep. And and to answer the question for me, like you you have them definitely in that seven range. I probably have them like right at ten. Because I believe the way we phrase the question is different than who's the most skilled. So when you say something like, who's the best center? 
I think you have to take into account more than just skill. It's body of work. It's what they've done. That's why Bill Russell's going to always be up there. The dude Agreed. won so many rings For sure. and was a great defender. You can't just scoff at that. Now, skilled, if you were just to say, where does he rank amongst skilled big man? I, I, three. I mean, how, how many, <laughs> I mean, how many big men can shoot, pass, literally run the offense through them, uh, rebound, score? He, he's got everything in, in his bag. Right. The, the, so, the only the only center that comes to my mind is Akeem. Because, man, I think people don't true. realize how, how nasty Akeem was. was on he was an absolute beast. I mean, they don't call it, they don't call it the dream shake for nothing. You know? Oh, yeah, because he puts you to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Make you be dreaming. <laughs> oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, since, since we are speaking of NBA, something I want to ask you, Christopher, is do you think social media has changed the way we perceive athletes today? Yeah, I mean, I know what you're, you're getting at with Zion. We kind of talked about this. Man, she blasted that boy. Good gosh, man. I mean, some of the not safe for work content that she was saying, my goodness. She was just calling that man out, sharing text messages, screenshots, everything. Screenshots, bro. Just horrible (laughs) stuff, man. Totally calling him out, saying the most crazy, personal, very intimate things. He's lucky he didn't send an eggplant pic because we would all got to see little Zion Jr. Because she would have shared it. You know she would have. If if they have one of those, you know she's got one. Now, your question, speaking of Zion and how this kind of ties in, absolutely. Absolutely. So I was speaking to this older basketball fan the other day, and he made a great point. He said, it's not that media didn't exist during Jordan and Larry Bird and Johnson and all these guys and, and all athletes in general. It's the fact that the content only reached the eyes of your old man because a 12-year-old wasn't going to go pick up the newspaper and read it. You weren't going to go read it. I certainly wasn't reading it. Teenagers were not reading it. We only watched what we saw on ESPN. And remember, our day and age, ESPN didn't share opinions. They were literally there to share highlights of sports. That's all they did. Stuart Scott didn't tell you whether he thought Jordan was the GOAT or whether or not these debate shows. He just talked about it being cooler than the other side of the pillow. And everybody loved them some Stuart Scott. Think about today, the reason why it just is, it goes through hyperspeed, this media information does, is because you've got 10-year-olds with phones. You've (laughs) you've got 10-year-olds knowing things that I never would have known at 10 about an athlete. I never would have known where they were born and what they like to do and and the, the stuff they have going on. You know, I got this little boy down the street from me when, um, Calvin Ridley got in trouble for uh, for gambling. He yeah. was outside, scored a touchdown, and someone goes, he literally, I mean, he was only like 10 when he said this. We were out there throwing the ball, and there was like 10 little kids, and he scores, and he looks and goes, I wonder if Calvin Ridley's betting on me. Like, <laughs> what a boss line to say as a 10-year-old. But that's what I mean. How would a 10-year-old know 
that he was getting caught gambling. The craziest right, yeah. thing that I remember growing up, Mitch, was Dennis Rodman. We saw that he wore like a dress and stuff like yeah. that. But but yeah. even then, you and I are young. We're young. So it's not like we're young comparative to sports. Right, for sure. So think about that. I mean, we even had ESPN. You go talk to old timers, they're like, all we had was the Bob shot. That's <laughs> where we got our opinion was the Bob shot, you know? So Yes, absolutely. Social media has changed, I think, the way you see people. Because now I can't even see Zion without thinking, you know, the stuff she was saying. I'm like, man, she diamond him out. Dude, you ain't lying. And I think we also, what kind of contributes to that is we live in a society is everybody wants to be the first, the first to break this, the first to break that, even if it's not true, which that's the sad thing. Um, at this point in case, it, it seems that a lot of the stuff that she was posting is true, <laughs> you know, and man, I tell you what, I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. It does affect because, you know, 25 years ago, this would have never gotten to the masses. It would like, it just wouldn't have. And it, it would have been something between him, her, and probably his baby mama. And that's it. And probably the, the those groups of people. And that's it. But now, dude, you do anything and you're an athlete, you better understand that there are consequences because it doesn't take much for someone to post things on Twitter. Then all of a sudden you're in a whole world of hurt and, and always understand this, especially as athletes, it doesn't matter where you are, who you are. Somebody always got their phone out and recording plain and simple. Always bro. It's crazy. Always. Yeah, just kind of a, a side note there. Kind of, I wanted to get everyone's opinion on that. Kind of big news, more than just basketball. I think it was just kind of funny news. I mean, it made Yahoo. People were reading about it. She was diamond them out. Right. So, just wanted to get everybody's opinion and your opinion on that. Of yeah, it was man. Just what social media has done to athletes. Like you have to be truly. That's like the John Morant situation. Like you really don't think right. someone's gonna see you with a gun. Right, yeah. And not want to take a picture of you? Come on. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely just – that was wild. Like, And I hope he learned his lesson. I really do. I And I hope other athletes, young athletes, you know, learn a lesson because they, they should know better. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So speaking of big names, you know, we talked about a lot of stars today. Now we're going to kind of shift gears and go into – some big names in the NFL, baby. Oh, 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 baby. We know that the season is about to start getting heating up like Uncle Ben's rice, baby. We about to get hot and spicy. <laughs> With the biggest names left in free agency, who do you think they are? And and give me just two or three. And where do you think they eventually land? Okay. The two off the top of my mind would be Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins, receiver, who's a free agent, who is someone who I remember when he first became available, I wanted the Chiefs to jump all over him. But now, after the draft, I don't think there's any way he, he winds up in Kansas City because of the draft that we had. You know, we we drafted a, a receiver in the second round, and you have uh, Sky Moore, who they drafted last year early as well. 
And then you have Kadarius Tony, who came over midseason. So you essentially have you have two receivers in year two of the offense, and then you have a rookie rookie receiver in year one of the offense. So DeAndre's not coming here. I honestly think if he wants to win, I think he somehow ends up in Buffalo, which I hate that, but I think that would be the best fit for him because if you have, even though I know for whatever reason, um, Stephon Diggs is pouting or whatever the case may be up in Buffalo right now, if you have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and DeAndre Hopkins, that is absolutely lethal. Okay, from an offensive perspective, you have an elite level quarterback and you have two elite level receivers and in and, and the league in which we play now, which is a passing league, they would be absolutely dynamic. So I think DeAndre ends up in Buffalo or I'm going to give you a second place. He could possibly end up in New England. I think it. I think if he wants to get paid, I think he he might end up in New England. But my, my two spots for him would be Buffalo and New England. Now, Dalvin Cook would be the second name. Um, in my opinion, he's one of the better running backs in the NFL. I'd probably say top five, top six. And I think a great fit for him would be down in Miami with the Dolphins. Because mm. you got you mm. have two you have two elite receivers in uh Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, and you and you add a you know a top tier running back. That makes the offense even more lethal. You know, the good thing about Dalvin Cook, he is a legit running back, but he can also, which is very important in, in the league today, in in the league today, is he can also catch the ball out of the backfield very well. And so I think Miami would be a really good place for him to land because that would just make that offense that much harder to contain with Dalvin Cook in the backfield and uh Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the outside. So I really like Miami for Dalvin Cook. You know, I I looked at the two names that you just said, and I started to think about it as you were discussing this. What if they both went to Buffalo? I thought about that, but I I did, dude. I do not. If that happens, the Chiefs, dude, they instantly, in my in my opinion, if DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook go to Buffalo. I think Buffalo becomes the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that you know, I don't like to say that out loud, but <laughs> right, I'm with you. I mean, if you go get someone like a Dalvin Cook, which he isn't what he was four years ago, but a back that can catch out of the backfield, who can give you third-down runs, he's a weapon, and then you get Stephon Diggs coming back, you get DeAndre Hopkins, and you still have Gabe Davis. And, oh. then, and look at all the people oh. they just signed on defense this defense, offseason. Yeah, exactly. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, that, that would be as a as an NFL fan, that's scary, but especially as a Chiefs fan in the AFC, that I don't understand if that happens. I don't know how they, they could not be the favorite to win the AFC and go to win the Super Bowl. I agree, but I don't think Buffalo has near the cap space because it's funny how DeAndre Hopkins is saying all the right things. But he wants his money. He's not going to go play for no two or three million dollars. He's going to go end up probably in New England. It is interesting that he didn't sign with the Titans. He hasn't signed with New England. Those are the teams he visited. But I could see him going to New England, getting his money, playing for Bill. He's now the 
not even uh, – he's the unquestioned number one wide receiver there. He goes to Buffalo. That's another big personality in, in Stephon Diggs that he has to contend with. And you know what? Maybe he doesn't even go to an AFC team. He could go to an NFC team. I don't know. I don't Man. know. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what. And I'll tell you what. If he ends up in New England, uh, that would probably be a good spot because – uh, New England also signed Juju in the offseason. So then at that point, they would have a legit one-two combination with Hopkins and Juju. And it gives them the opportunity that if Mac Jones can't make it work, they know they need to move off of him. Yeah, So absolutely. now they know they've given him weapons and he just is that guy that is needs to go hold a clipboard. Right. It's probably what it is. <laughs> so yeah, I – I agree with you. Dalvin Cook came out. It was either today or, or a couple days ago talking about um, he wants to play with DeAndre. He wants to go somewhere with DeAndre because they probably want a ring. You know, they're getting older. But I, I, I can't see them going to uh, to the same team together. Speaking of Buffalo Bills, though, because I wanted to throw this out. I read a really interesting conspiracy theory about the NFL. Oh, and gosh. Tell me if this is crazy. So I normally don't even subscribe to, oh, it's got to be rigged or whatever. But check this out. This is crazy. They said that whenever a com- or whenever a team announces a new stadium, they automatically have winning seasons, some of them even making it to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. And I'm like, whatever. But then I thought about this. The newest stadium in the NFL right now is SoFi Stadium. Rams won a Super Bowl within what? Four years of its construction? Yeah, Char- sure did. Chargers yep. have had a winning season pretty much every time they've been there, right? Now, the, yeah, Raider, the Raiders would be an outlier because the Raiders, their stadium just got built, what, two years ago? They've yeah. been decent, but they haven't been anything to write home about. Trash. Falcons, though. This one's interesting. So the Falcons got their stadium built in 2000, I think, 14 or 15. And they went to the Super Bowl in like three years after the stadium was built while being good the whole time. Now you got the Minnesota Vikings. It's like, okay, Minnesota Vikings have been good for sure. They've definitely been not sucky. They've been good, but nothing right, right, right. about. Right. But then there's another one, San Francisco. San Francisco built their stadium in 2010, and if I'm not mistaken, they've been to two Super Bowls and, what, three NFC, four NFC championship appearances? Yeah. Okay. Then you've got the Jets and the Giants, and I'm sorry, Jet fans, but we're just going to not even throw them in there. (laughs) But New York built MetLife Stadium in 08, and they won the Super Bowl in 2010. Oh, well, also you think about New York is probably the biggest market in America. Yes. Now this is where I don't subscribe to it. I'm just trying to give some, you know, like maybe there's some, some tie to this, right? Cause they were Ooh. even talking, stirring the pot. Cause they were even talking <laughs> about renovations too. That when a cut, that when a team makes renovations, is it set up to where they're good to get the revenue back? Here's my argument to that conspiracy theory. Did it ever occur to you that these teams also had all pro quarterbacks during this time? So 
the Chargers won or the Rams won because of Stafford. Chargers are good because of Herbert. The The Falcons were great because of Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, for sure. The Vikings are average because they've got Kirk Cousins, who is average, but he's he's a winner. The Niners would be the only one that I would say that had a quarterback carousel, but their defense has been freaking elite for like a decade. Yeah, And then the Giants, you had Eli, all that stuff. So just kind of a fun little tidbit. I heard it and I'm like, and he started using examples of like the Falcons and the Giants and stuff. And I'm like, so are you telling me that Buffalo is going to win a Super Bowl to justify that brand new stadium that just got announced? Well, didn't uh, didn't we have uh, we didn't get a new stadium, but didn't we just have uh, uh, renovations? We had only- big renovations in 2010, and that next year we went to the playoffs after being two and whatever. Right. And, yeah, you can't say anything about us. We just have arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. So that's why we win. Arguably. Well. Arguably. (laughs) No, which probably leads us to our next topic that you're probably Yeah, that is actually a perfect segue. So, Christopher, do you believe that the Chiefs and Bengals are the new hot NFL rivalry? Yeah, yeah. To be a rivalry, you have to have win and losses on both sides. You can't just have hatred. You got to have good games, hatred, and you got to have where they both have had their successes. Now, the Chiefs have had a little bit more. So just like a rivalry, one, one does have to be a little bit above the other. But that's what a rivalry is. This is no slight to Broncos fans. Actually, it is. I hope every Bronco fan hears this because you guys suck. (laughs) Stop calling us right now a rivalry. We have waxed that tushy for what? 15 straight games, 12 games, something crazy like that. They haven't even even beaten us in years. We only play each other twice. So it's like if you haven't beaten us in 16 games or whatever it is, like five, it's been like five or six years, seven years. Yeah, it's like you haven't even beaten us in a long time. Long, long time. My son is 10 years old. My daughter is eight. My daughter probably has never even lived to see the Chiefs lose to the Broncos at eight years old. <laughs> and don't give me this. Well, we used to wax you to it. The best you guys went was eight and one against us. You guys had an eight and one stretch. We are at like 16 and oh, brother. That ain't yeah. the same. And and that's also because you had John Elway because he was no, – no, no, that that no, no, that was with Peyton Manning. Oh, that was with Peyton, not with John Elway? That, that was with Peyton. Okay. We, I okay. mean, granted, do I, do I think that's going to continue to last? Yes, I do because I think Russell Wilson's about as good as an uh, emoji turd, <laughs> a, a, a turd emoji. So, anyways, <laughs> I definitely digress. Bengals and Chiefs are fun to watch. Even as a Chiefs fan, I have to say this. I like when they play each other. My heart doesn't like it. But as a sports fan, I've loved the last three or four games that we've played. And Jamar Chase throwing a gasoline on that fire, that's what you have to do to keep rivalries interesting. you got to talk some stuff. And I'm glad Patrick didn't take his typical usual high road. He put that ring on that thing on that's literally has more diamonds than probably third world countries could ever even think of. And he (laughs) held that up to his head and he said, that's who Travis Kelsey saying that to the mayor, 
Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Yes. <laughs> That's my stuff, man. And you know what? I hope the Bengals are great this year, and I hope we're great this year, and I hope it's another run. I hope Josh Allen, I hope the Bengals, I hope us, and I hope there's another quarterback that's just hot as a pistol because there is nothing better for the NFL when you get those four hot quarterback studs that go in there. And that's what you that's what you pay to see, my man. That's what you pay to see. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. I absolutely love the trash talk between Jamar and Patrick. And, like, let's just be real honest. Jamar, bro. Like, you can throw shade, but to, but to literally say after they tell you that your quarterback said it was Patrick, you have the audacity to say, Pat who? Are you kidding me, bro? And I agree. I'm so glad Patrick did not take his typical usual high road. No, he waited for the absolute perfect time to drop that pick on Twitter. And and not only did he have the current Super Bowl ring on, he had the, the first one that he, that he won as well. And the tweet said, that too with two rings, just so you know who I am, brother. Oh, and by the way, not long after he dropped that tweet, he dropped another tweet. And you want to know what the tweet said? It was just one letter. It was an L because we all know Patrick absolutely bodied Jamar Chase with that comeback. L. So L. So dude, I loved it. Dude, I love it. It was it's so fun to see because normally, especially talking about social media, we're to the point now that we're a lot of the NBA guys do that, and now that's kind of trickling into the NFL, and I absolutely love it. And I'll also say another thing, I am super excited to see the document documentary coming out in July twelfth on Netflix with quarterbacks featuring uh, Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. I really don't care about Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. Obviously, my main uh, yeah. uh, concern with that is Patrick. But I think it's going to be electric. I think it's going to be cool to be able to go, to be, to go behind the scenes. And do, you see. Know, do you know what that reminds me of, man? I'm not trying to crack jokes. Actually, I am. But <laughs> the fact that they put Marcus Mariota and Kirk Cousins, it reminds me of when you were a kid and you had to get one of them booster pack cards and you knew the really good player was in there, but they just had to throw some other players in there so you would buy the whole pack. Right, right. That's what they did in this documentary. The only person anyone wants to see is Patrick Mahomes. No one cares about Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. It's just kind of like, what other quarterbacks could we find? It's like that football package you buy when you're a kid. You see that there could be a, a rookie contained in there, so you grab it, and oh, you don't yeah. care who else is in there. You it's just, all you just, just filler. It's absolutely because because you want that one card. You just want that one card, and that's and then, all we want to see is old PM fifteen. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. That's absolutely. It. Rivalries are great for sports. I mean, and it's not just in football. That's why I think basketball to me has kind of died down. People are too friendly. Like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, their friendship is cool to see, but there's something about just. I know the Bengals respect the Chiefs, but just that, oh, I love it, dude. And, and I hope they're a rivalry for uh, years to come, man. And I hope agreed. Burrow stays good. I hope Mahomes does. And I hope that it's a Brady and Manning, you know, 2.0. Even if you didn't like Brady or Manning, their Sunday night football games, were just, the ratings were out of the roof because oh. everyone wanted to see those two play each other. 
Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, as of right now, I mean, you could argue that Mahomes Burrow is the new Peyton Man, uh, the Manning Brady. Because if you think about it, there's really not another, those are really the only two that match up from like a talent perspective. And, uh, well, Joe doesn't have any any hardware, but he's 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 as close as you're gonna get because he's better than Allen in the AFC. You know, Herbert hasn't arrived yet, and so I honestly think. Oh, so who's gonna play the role of Big Ben? So think about that. You've got Brady and Manning, which we're now saying is Burrow and and uh, Mahomes. Is Josh Allen just like Big Ben? Big, strong good team going to be there for a while definitely could beat you because you do know for a span in the AFC it was only represented by like I can't remember what it said from like 2000 to 2018 or something like that the AFC Super Bowl was represented by only four quarterbacks yeah Brady Manning Joe Flacco and uh Big Ben Big Ben so is it going to be another one of those where Burrow is kind of like the the Manning. Mahomes is like Brady. He does more winning, but Burrow's definitely great and great quarterback. And then is Big Ben Josh Allen? And then who's that team that's not going to have a great quarterback, but's going to have that nasty defense that you just don't want to see in the playoffs like Joe Flacco-led Ravens were? No it's, one wanted to see Baltimore. No, because Baltimore – no. Yeah, I know. I agree. I would say the team now today that has the nasty defense you don't want to see is San Francisco by far. Well, that, no, that, I'm talking about AFC, bro. Uh oh. Is it the Jets? Is it gonna be Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh oh. has a young defense, and Kenny dude, Pickett the, could yep. be the new Joe Flacco, bro. Yeah, I don't know, but dude, that do that. You know, I talked about this earlier, earlier this year. That Jets defense is nasty, bro. It is. Boy. Absolutely you got, nasty. You got old Sauce Gardner. Which, side note, arguably Sauce Gardner. Sauce has got to be one of the one of the most filthiest nicknames in the NFL. Like it like it just uh, don't get it don't it don't it, it don't hardly get no better than Sauce. No, Sauce is good, but let's be honest. The best nickname of all time is freaking Megatron. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. Get, yeah, getting, you're right. Getting the name of a Decepticon. And the Good. fact that he was as big as one too, it's like, and, gosh, and and not only the leader of the of the Decepticons, because he was just that big. Decepticons, yeah, just, you got to let your nerd flag show a little bit, Mitch. Decepticons, Decepticons. Okay, I got you. There you go, my man. Decepticons so, and Autobots. Auto, yes, sir. Autobots. Yeah, man. I, yeah, make. Oh gosh, dude, we could spend probably another fifteen minutes just talking about how great he. You know was. what? Listeners, if that's what you want us to do next show, we'll come up with the greatest nicknames in sports oh, history. Sure. Oh, that'd be and, fun. Yeah. And my vote's 100% going to be Megatron. But we'll hold that. Yeah. Tonight, that was just foreplay. We'll get to the between the sheets next week, baby. Okay. Sounds great. All right. Sounds great. Mitch, to end the show, we're going to see if you can get these right. We've got a top five game here. I'm okay. going to ask you, what are the top – 10, or sorry, top five, top five, top five. Okay, top five, most, top five. Most popular sports by popularity. So, of course, popular by popularity. Most watched sports in the U.S. 
you need to rank them from one to five. And what are they? Hopefully this is going to be easy. All right. And number one is going to be the NFL. It's not the NFL. Really? No. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it, it, is, is it, it is. Go ahead. College? Is no, it college? It, nope. It is butt naked mud wrestling. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say how is that? <laughs> it's it's American football. Okay, so American okay, football. Okay, so number. you got number one. What is number two? I would say college football. Oh no, sorry. Th- these are all professional sports. Oh, all professional sports. All okay. professional sports. Okay, so I would say NFL well, is number one. Uh, let's go NBA. NBA is number two. Okay. What is number three? Oh, it's definitely not the WNBA. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. no shit. <laughs> um, let's go. I'm going to say the MLB. You are right. Number three is the MLB. Now, four and five. Oh, gosh, this is going to be rough. I will be impressed. If you get this now, remember this is from the sportsblog.com. Okay. And what they took into account, the reason why I'm using this one over anything else is they didn't take account the sports peaks. So they didn't just take like the super bowl or like the world cup there. What they're doing is it's as a whole popularity, the, the, the traction they get on social media, the traction, you know, so it's, it's everything. I will okay. be shocked if you get four and five because four was actually more shocking to me than five. So okay. So what's number four? Okay. 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 So I'm going to go with this one. I'm it may, it, The way you're talking, I think I might have a shot with this one. I'm going with this one because this sport has absolutely blown up, I'd say, probably in the last three to five years, and it is absolutely – to the point now that where they they have professional leagues or whatnot, would would pickleball be on that list? No, dang. Okay, I mean, remember, bro, to to be popular, like I told you, this is not only most watch. This is memorabilia that's bought. This is uh, how often it's talked about on social media. It's everything, all encompassing merchandise, everything. So okay. one was easy. One was right. by. A large margin. Like, it right. was, like, super, right. super. Would Football. Twos, basketball. Threes, baseball. What do you got for four? Okay. Would four Would four or five be the U.S. The US men's soccer team? It better not be. No. Oh, it's not. Dang. Four or five. There's no soccer. Oh, my on gosh. Okay. I mean, they're all professional sports. Um, Give me one more guess. Hold on. Let me think. Social I don't media. think you're going to – I five you might get. Four, dude, I was really shocked to see this. The hint that I'm going to give you is it was way more popular for our dads than it is for us. And the reason why – this might be a dead giveaway. The reason why it was more popular back then, they had a certain class of this sport that was extremely popular. Is it is it is it racing? Nope. All right, bro, hit me. I, boxing, I boxing. Oh gosh, dang it! Yeah, because that's boxing. back when you had 
is number uh, four. Do you know, I did not know this until looking this up for this show, for, for our show today. Did you know boxing actually originated in America? I did not know that. It's an American sport. And it's wow. it's the modern boxing, not like old stand in a circle and punch each right. other. Because well, that and, was probably like Irish. But to actually have gloves, divisions, right. promotion, it was originated. Modern day boxing it was originated in the United States. And, that is and you number know, four. And you know, that does make a lot of sense because you think about back in the day, you think about Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray Robinson, um, those boys. Uh, yeah, they were absolutely electric. I mean, okay, and to be honest, so you are going to be really shocked with number five. Okay. Well, no, sorry. Not, not as shocked, but I think you have a shot to get this one. Oh, dang. Okay. So, so one football, just to recap, two basketball, three baseball, four boxing. What do you think five is? Um, is it volleyball? No, it should be, though. I, I know a lot of guys <laughs> that would want. Hey, I'm a married man, and there's nothing wrong in saying this. I'm not even being weird. I don't salivate over these women. But are you kidding me? Well, would anybody be shocked if beach volleyball was number five? All right. I mean, not that they're not athletic, but let's be honest. The most men are watching that because they're hoping to see some jiggle. <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, my last guess will be: is it uh, maybe men's softball? No, bro. Think. Okay, I'm gonna help you out here. Think popular. Like the sports you're naming are not popular. Like they're just because- like people play them. This one you're gonna be shocked to hear it because I know it's gonna be in your head. You're gonna go, "Oh my gosh." Think about a really big sport that a ton of people play. And it's really popular up north. Really, really? popular. Because it's uh, super cold. Oh, hockey. Duh. Hockey. Gosh, how did I forget about the NHL? Jeez. Uh, how, man, how can you forget about the Mighty Ducks? D1 right. and D2 was my childhood, baby. Knuckle oh, puck time. Knuckle oh. puck time. You, do it. you ain't lying, bro. I love me some D2, D3. Coach Bombay. Oh, coach man, Bombay. Was, I still wish he was my coach. Right. I'd have went, went D1 if Coach Bombay was my coach. Yeah, and Charlie, the team captain, always holding it down for the squad. Cake oh. eater. Cake eater, oh, yeah. Boy, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Knuckle Puck and the Bass Brothers. Oh, dog, oh I'm yeah. You, that might Absolutely. need to become our new intro, just some stinking uh, – Disney uh, <laughs> Mighty Duck style. That movie was so popular, they named a hockey team after him. A professional hockey team. They did. They did. Yeah, man. Oh, how did I so, forget the NHL? So, for the, for the fans listening here, football came in at an over 80% popularity rate. Oh, wow. Okay. The next closest, this just shows you how dominant the NFL is. So, they were 80%. Number two, basketball came in at 56. That's a, that's a big margin. So so these are not 100% for like all five of them combined. Each one of them has a zero to 100% rating. Right. So basketball is 56. That, that's like a 30% drop. Right. Number three, baseball is right at 50%. You know, you know that actually kind of shocks me. I thought basketball would have a little bit more on. Me too. Me too. I, I thought back. so too. Boxing. 23. Ooh. Hockey, 22. Now, oh, I'm, only gonna, I'm only going to read you number six because I think this is interesting. Soccer is now at 
popularity. And hockey is only holding at 22.1. They said when they did this study seven years ago or 10 years, no, I think it was 10 years ago. So 2013, or maybe it was 15 years ago. I'll have to read. Soccer and the gap between soccer and hockey was more than 11%. Soccer's so, closing the gap, bro. Soccer's closing the gap. Makes me sad, but they're closing the gap. Now, here's yeah. another interesting one. Golf is at 19.7. However, we talked about this in our last talk. When Tiger Woods was in his heyday, golf was higher than soccer and hockey. Oh. <laughs> this goes to show you the Tiger Woods effect, man. Tiger Woods was golf. Period. Tiger Woods was golf. Like Tiger Woods was golf. There's no other way. Yeah. Now, this other one's going to shock you too. Number eight, this goes to show you the stranglehold that it had on fans. It's not even a real sport. WWE. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, come on now. The Rock. Oh, it's boy, not even a real sport. Stone, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, baby. Yeah, baby. Oh, dude, that was. Oh, I mean, that one shocked me because I didn't even think it was going to qualify. It's not even a real sport. It's just entertainment. It's just entertainment. So it's like, Dude. okay, that made number eight, bro. Dude, WWE so, is the real deal. <laughs> so interesting. Now, just for the listeners, I know there's only two left and I'm not going to be an a-hole and be like, I'm not going to finish nine and 10. You're like, we want to know nine and 10. <laughs> number nine is tennis. And number 10 is actually motorsports, all types of motorsports, racing, okay. motor gotcha. cup. You know Formula what I was one, shocked yeah. that wasn't on here? What? M- MMA. Oh, yeah. Oh, but how long ago was the study done? Oh, this is this is up to 2022. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm surprised the MMA is not, a, not up there as well. Yeah. That's, now maybe that's, it's because it's pay per view and you don't really know the UFC fighters like you would know boxers. You know, like when true. when there's a heavyweight boxer, you know, right? Like we all know Tyson Fury. Fury yeah. And I'm not even a huge boxing fan, but we know who Tyson Fury a, is. Absolutely. We know who Deontay Wilder is. I couldn't yeah. tell you who the UFC heavyweight is. I couldn't tell you either. I couldn't tell you. But, but I tell you what, who a guy who I don't follow it too much but a guy who i wish would get a step together but i think he is possibly back in the ring oh john jones john that boy john bones jones john bones jones mad is he's a bad boy bad bad mother shut my mouth yes he is yes he is awesome awesome well that was fun guys i think that's all we got today man this has been fun christopher is always a pleasure and uh, we want to give, you know, we took a, a hiatus last week. And um, so a shout out, our show, we have a combined shout out today. Shout out, happy belated Father's Day. Shout out to all the dads. You know, we appreciate you. You know, moms are special, but, but dads are, are important as well. Um, I know for, for us, we both had some really good role models in, in our lives that were fathers. So we're super, super thankful for them. And um, shout out, it. shout out, not not only because I know he listens, but my father, Ken Hale, love you, dad. You're awesome. Despite the fact that you are a Yankees fan and you remind me constantly <laughs> that they have 27 championships, 
you do redeem yourself for wearing the lovely Chiefs gear and you love Mr. Patrick Mahomes. But in all seriousness, love you. Shout out to all the dads, man, that make it happen. Dads, you guys forget the power that you have. Moms are great. Probably a little bit more important than us just because they give you life. But dads, do not ever undervalue the importance that you have. And not only raising men, but raising well-rounded daughters, well-rounded children, all the dads out there. You guys are awesome. I hope yesterday you set, you fished, you hunted, you painted, you did whatever you wanted to do to relax. Awesome, yes. man. So uh, uh, what uh, what did you do yesterday? Set down. You barely <laughs> did anything. <laughs> That you know, it's so funny. The older that I get, I'm the exact same way. My birthday, Father's Day, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I, I went to church. I, same, I, yeah, ran, I, I ran some routes with Marcus. He got his helmet in, so he wanted to get accustomed to the heat. So he put his helmet on. We ran a couple routes. I uh, bet that was fun. Had steak, asparagus, and mashed potatoes. That's that's what it was, man. That was my Father's Day. Yeah, bro. Same. Uh... We, uh, we had, I had a, a ribeye as well. Cook, cook that bad boy on the Blackstone. And let me tell you, it was absolutely delicious. And I think the thing that took it over the top for me is I didn't realize uh, Hy-Vee at the meat counter, uh, w- uh, when you buy the steaks and everything, they also have like the, uh, that, that, the, the butter garlic chives right there. Game changer, bro. See, bro, if that ain't the most dad thing that you could say, like, that's what I'm talking about. When you get older, that's the stuff you care about, man. And I am like, I am that those Geico commercials of you turning into your parents. Like, I am turning I, into my father with every passing day. Every passing day. I went and walked through a house yesterday. One of my friends, shout out Aaron and Lindsay Williams. Your guys' new house is beautiful. They walked us through it. And the only thing I could think about was why they didn't floor their attic. I'm thinking, oh man, that'd be cool to have some storage up there. Put this up there, put that up there. I'm downstairs testing to see how good the airflow is with the air conditioner. I'm like, dude, I am getting old. <laughs> hey man, that, that's, that's all I care about. It's right? part that's, of life, man. It's part of life getting old, you know? But again, dads, appreciate you. And you know, I, I, one of the greatest things about just being parents is just, in my opinion, the most important thing is just to be there and show up. So Show up. Guys, we appreciate you so much for listening. We truly do. We will not be taking any more hiatuses um, from you guys. We will be dropping content every week. So please continue to listen, support, tell your friend, tell your mama, tell everybody to listen to that one sports podcast. And always, please, please remember, be kind, because everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you have absolutely no idea about. Until next week, fam. Peace.